3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: One, two, three, four.
1: Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Get up. Get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine.
2: March Radio 92.9 the game 929 two nine the game dot nine com. It's Sam and Greg. It's a Sunday morning. It's you know what? This us just give you an idea of how my day is going. I didn't even write down the name of the place and and the date and all that stuff here. I know it's the twenty third, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I didn't write down the right.
2: city like I normally do here. Why didn't I'm you do that? Full antihistamines and and and. and you cold said that medicine. yesterday,
0: but you you sounding better.
2: Well, I'm sounding better, but it's only because I'm about a blocked back because of the drugs <laughs> flowing through my body. <laughs> Good morning, Georgia. Morning, and a good morning to you folks over in uh, let's see here, Ansley Park.
0: Ansley Park, yeah, we can throw a rock over there.
2: Why would I want to throw a rock over there? Because we're that close. Oh well, okay. <laughs> because we're that. Right. I appreciate that, <laughs> but pre- yeah, okay. Pre- pretty close to
0: us. Pretty close to us. That Shout out to all the people. Like, huh? well, how,
2: how you doing? Doing all right. How you doing? I'm 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 here, and I'm I'm playing a little dinged up, and uh, so again, forgive me if. Some of the basics just slipped through the cracks. That's why we have Max here to help us out. All
0: right.
3: Okay. I, good morning. Good sh- morning.
2: When I fall short, did he just say something?
0: He said good morning.
2: I got one, one of my morning. ears is not working. it's stuffed up. And so what's going again, on with you, Greg?
3: What's going? On? You're falling apart right before I. No, no, I'm not falling apart. <laughs> this is this is the best you're going to get right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you know, it got better yesterday. You started out. You you weren't sure how it was going to go yesterday, and you made it through.
2: Yeah, and I and I think it'll be all right today. You but, you made it through. You know, it's just it's the you know. Anyway, listen. The story of today, we just we, we it's speed, right? How about that? Is that a good word?
0: How about that? Speed.
2: Okay. Something we both have talked about. You have really lamented on this over the last year or so. Talking about when obviously we're talking about uh, how it applies to baseball and these guys are bringing it back, stolen bases. But you are all talking about
0: but not to the clock and just just the pace of everything. Just Absolutely. Up the pace
2: of everything, right? But I thought of you yesterday because what you have been saying. Happened. And the Braves brought in a pinch runner that did exactly what you hope happens every time you bring in a pinch runner. And and it done really, but Forrest Wall, where did he come from?
0: Forrest Wall. They bring him up and and the uh and they plug him in, put him in late in the game, and the guy just runs <laughs> he's running <laughs> rings around everybody, man. But but you know what? That's the position that you've been missing. And uh, yeah, I've always said because the starters are programmed now did not expect to go nine innings, you know, the programs. And so you need more relief pitches. You need the long reliever. You need the next reliever. You need the guy that pitches to the left-hand batter, to the setup guy, to the closer. And so the position that had gone to somebody to just have on your roster, he you could play a field position if you need to, but late in the game when you just yeah. need to get that one run, yep. you know. And Ron Washington knows about that because that's, the, that's, that's that's what he did a lot of as a player. And so to have a guy in Forrest wall, and man, he came in and stole two bases, and, 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 and really. Con- Contreras ain't thrown the ball yet. There's <laughs> <laughs> like no point even throwing it over there. There's no point even trying. Yeah, it, it, it was it, great. He, he got that. a better jump from first base than Ronald Acuna gets, and, and he gets a good jump most times. And he about a foot taller nature. than him, it seems like. Yeah. Them yeah. Long legs. Yeah, but uh, but this guy just, you know, he was fun to watch. He was genuinely fun to watch. Uh, the Braves had some opportunities there late, got the bases loaded, could not push it across. Exciting game, kind of a kind of a postseason flavor, if really you will, for, for that well, game. Well, two first-place teams. Two first-place teams, and the thing of it is it's part of this old home week for the Braves as they, they play in Milwaukee. One more game today, then they move on to Boston. And when they get back here next week, guess who will be waiting for them? Milwaukee, yeah. you know, and they'll be uh, celebrating Hank Aaron. So that's uh, that's coming up next weekend because you know they still feel like Hank Aaron is theirs, folks in Milwaukee. He got it. well, he, he, you know he who, got, he who got keeps he, that going. He's got a statue up there. Yeah, you know and, who keeps but that going. That? Bud Sealing. Oh, well, of course, he keeps but, that going. But but uh, can
2: but, I ask you a question? Uh, I don't remember. I wasn't living here, and I should have done my research, but I can't. Well, you weren't here either then. But why was it just his contract that ended with Atlanta, and he wanted to go back to Milwaukee? Did you get was. The thought then Atlanta was on the come up, even though they didn't really.
0: No, and really, and and, and and I and I think he, he wanted, wanted to go back to he Milwaukee just, just to close out his career. He, he wanted to go back there. He still um, always remained he had kept ties, like you said, because of the Cudlick family, but but other people in in, in that area too uh, maintained ties with him, and so he did go back there to play. His wife Billy went back. She I, you know because she worked in television here. She worked in television there. Yeah. And so, yeah, for the time. He had
2: were, to feel a certain kind of way getting, you know, when he made it to the majors in that there weren't many people who were probably as as welcoming as the Selick family yeah. in Milwaukee. And you don't
0: think about that. Well, and, but you know what? He's coming from down south. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so There's it, a perception was, about up it, it, north. Just up north was, 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 you know, thought to be better, you know. and, uh, and, it, and Well, yeah, it was thought to be better. And, and he, he, I guess because point of taken, what, he was, but, what he was doing, right, he could, his yeah. kids could go to whatever kind of school they wanted to go to. The, the, the thing was when they found out the Braves were coming south right. and that was you know some some question there we get into the whole story about he and about uh, Bill Lucas and the work that he had to do here to uh, pave the way for the team oh, for the team term, to get here yeah in to get here. so you know yeah that's uh, that's the, the whole backstory there as far as that goes but Milwaukee will be here next week and they will honor Mr. Aaron and it will be a, you know, a great weekend and also next weekend we will hear some from uh, some friends of the show. We're doing something that I think that, that Mr. Aaron would would, uh, would, would heartily uh, like and encourage, and that's with, with LEAD. They, they, got their, yep. they got the safe-at-home game coming up uh, in, in August, and um, a tremendous story already for you this particular game. You want to game. tease it? Well, you know, Make we, we, we talk week? about people who don't know about the safe-at-home game. That's LEAD, and it's, it's inner-city youth playing a game with uh, law enforcement, you know, Atlanta Police Department, some Fulton County Sheriff, some, but the most part has been against APD. And uh, it's a game where things are, there's no officiating. no ups, no yeah. ups. No no so you, there's, there's trust, there's respect, uh, those, those things that you think may be, may be missing in what goes on day to day. Uh, and so to have law enforcement on the field with these young people, you know, you're going to trust them, are you going to be fair, are you going to be going to have respect for each other? And uh, this year, uh, they played this game long enough that a young man who grew up playing in this game against APD will play as a rookie as a member of APD. Now, that's that's, 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 a, tremendous, cool. that's a tremendous impact. And um, it will be great to talk with them next week and have them tell us that story. So that's coming up when you join us next
2: weekend. Sam Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 the Game.com. I got another follow-up question. Yeah, man. Did you ever talk to – well, I know you talked to the guy, but did you ever remember Ernie Johnson Sr. Mm-hmm. talking about – those championship years or the championship year 57 with, with the Braves and being around Hank and and what it was like having Hank Aaron on that team back then. Any kind of stories, any kind of experiences?
0: i, just, never really, I was just curious about yeah, that if
2: you'd ever done that.
0: No, no not really. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure I met mean, some events where he may have you know, spoken about it, but no, nothing that I really pointedly interviewed him about. Um, sure, he had, he had the stories about the, the team in Milwaukee and, and all the players, especially the ones who were on the team when they migrated south, you know, your Joe Torre, you Eddie Matthews, and those people who, you know, came south with, right. you, with, the, with the team. I think that
2: world. is one of the most forgotten Hall of Famers, period. And it's Eddie Matthews. Yeah. You just don't hear anybody reference his name that often.
0: Yeah. Do and he, you? And he, I, even, and he even managed the team for a minute. I'm just saying, but you don't. You know, no, but he's an awesome player. Play. I, got,
2: I know we've, we've beaten this to death, but I got one more thing I want to say, because you cracked me up when we were talking about this, and I didn't realize I was going to start laughing about it. But you and I have, um, throughout the time we've worked together, but you did it like last week when we were making fun with all this rain coming down, and you brought up the, when the Braves have a rain delay <laughs> from back in the day when Ernie was calling games, and you said he always had a baseball. He had a baseball, with some right kind of, with some kind of
0: way, some some why baseball would end up in in the booth. You know, well, how the baseball end up in the booth? Just to have here is a baseball, and he would just give you a pitching lesson. And he Him would give you on camera.
2: Yeah, during on the during the, the rain the, delay,
0: the, the different grips with the different pitches. And he, yeah. he, Don Drysdale does this. Yeah, yeah, he does that knuckleball? <laughs> Hoyt, Wilhelm, because a knuckle is different from the Wilbur Wood knuckle. You know, he would was, get. <laughs> did the field negro knuckleball grip the different you know so that yeah he would he would he would go into those things so it was pretty cool. Okay,
2: anyway, Sam and Gregs, <laughs> I told you I'm full of cough medicine and yeah. just just over the counter stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. Some of the stuff we got coming up on the show. Now, listen before we finish this hour, another installment of Road to Corky Kell. This should be sponsored.
0: Yeah. Speaking of which,
2: we forgot did we do it yesterday? We did we did our story of the week yesterday? Yeah, we did. Story. Okay, I can again, forgive me. I can't remember, but Road to Corky Kell, and you, thank you, sir, have been providing the show with high school coaches. Yeah, as we lead up to it, they don't
0: mind getting up and and chatting with us. But I mean, they wake up early this this time of year anyway. It's the the season is I won't say the season has started for them, but it's close, and so they they they, they early rise. We're gonna hear from Steve Gates. He's a coach out at Cass um, High School, and they are playing in the Corky Kell. Uh, Dave Hunter kickoff classic this year for the second time. They played one of the thrilling games last year uh, against Kennesaw Mountain. We're going to see what his team has in store for us for the upcoming season. He's going to join us at 640.
2: Now, I mean this in no disrespect, but only because you went so far or or the acknowledgement of what they had went so far the other direction. What's Cass High School's stadium like compared to we had yesterday, uh, Josh –
0: Oh, Lo- 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 love, lady,
2: love, lady, on the show from Mill Creek. Yeah, and you talk about that place is like Jarrow World yeah. as far as high school well, yeah, well, stadiums is
0: it, massive because you got a massive enrollment. I mean, Cass, I don't think the enrollment is to 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 the degree that that, okay. <laughs> that Mill Creek is, you know. But uh, it's in Bartow County, and they got this other school in Bartow County that we talk about all the time. But you that know, is no, it's, 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 for right, folks who don't know Cartersville. Thank you. Okay. We'll see them the folks in other part of the county, but see Cass is doing some things these days too. Oh. So coach, coach. We ain't coach got the got memo little, about that he yet. He got a little something. He got a little something to say this morning. See, you know so some he, things, we, don't we, you? A, no, no, no. You you're just follow what happened. And he, he um and his team really woke some people up. With one of the big surprise wins in the playoffs last year. And so yeah, you we will we'll we'll we'll, um, we'll let him talk about that a little bit. Looking forward
2: day. to that. It's coming up at six forty yep. now. Lay- throughout the show, 7 o'clock hour, not only are we going to talk local stuff, but also going to have Peter Ledbedevs. Yes. He is the Atlanta Open uh, executive director. And listen, it- it's-, it's right around the corner, man. They had the
0: draw, and uh, we all wondered who's, is, uh, how certain people were going to be uh, in the tournament. Uh, your number one seed right now is Taylor Fritz. Number five seed is Alex DeMinar. Um, Christopher Eubanks is the five seed, and he draws Andres Martin. Andres Martin is the current player from Georgia Tech who gets a chance, because each year there's the, the, the tradition with this tournament, they have a college player from Georgia or Georgia Tech that they plug into the main draw that gets to play a tour player. Okay. Well, Andres has been plugged in to play Chris Eubanks. Uh-oh. It's, it's, it's his fellow Georgia Tech. So, it, it, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah we, got, we got got a little drama. Something, something going it, on Yeah, this is going to be good. It's going to be fun talking with him about that, plus the other events taking place. Kids Day. Uh, Over the event today, so and another day of qualifying, and plus tonight, Coco Golf. So, we're gonna have him talk about
2: that. When you say kids' day, what is that like? What is that? I mean, because you talk about the uh, first day of the US Open in New York, it's all about pomp and circumstances, all kinds of things going on. Is it on a a smaller scale, obviously, but it's something similar to that?
0: Uh, That a lot of activities, uh, players doing autographs for for kids and, and different things for them to come out for the qualifying rounds. Uh, it's something that they've always done with this tournament during the Saturday and Sunday before the main draw gets started. So that that will happen again this morning over at Atlantic Station. So All right. out, maybe go over and check out some of the tennis.
2: Going to go into Max's World here later on in the, uh, in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Was there fights last night? I missed everything. Jump in here. You got some stuff going on? You... There, was,
0: there was some boxing last night. Yeah. I, 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 but, I, but I saw it kind of late. I don't really see.
3: Yeah, you know. Sam and I were talking about that. I fell s- straight asleep last night. You know what? I ain't mad at Straight you. Straight asleep.
2: I ain't mad at you. For, for as much as you burn it on both ends, yeah, even being was, 25, it ain't, you know. I was
3: knocked out. I woke up. I told Sam I woke up with the alarm in my hand. It was already on snooze. I'm like, I don't even remember grabbing the phone. So, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I was I was in a deep sleep last night. Oh, gosh. I'll look into it, though.
2: All right, well, you do because you got a segment coming up at 740. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you might want to look into it. Chris Parker, Mr. Crenshaw's partner on the highest-rated high school scoreboard show in the tri-state area. In the tri-state the, area, yeah, it is. It's the <laughs> <laughs> the high school scoreboard, high school football scoreboard show every Friday night. It starts here in just a few weeks, and his partner, Chris Parker, is going to be joining us. Former yeah. coach, mm-hmm. Chris Parker. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we we don't tap into that enough. Yeah, I'd like to get his thoughts on just. We'll do
0: that. We'll, yeah, we'll do we should that
2: do that, that now since we don't have high school games to talk about. Getting ready for him, but his thoughts on you know what? What would be a well, good well, question?
0: We're just coaching today, and, and about now that we have the the video review, how, how do we how would he feel about that? Okay, use that, write that down. The different things. Got video, yeah. replays. Yeah, how, uh, how do you be, You didn't have that during his time as was, coaching here back there in the '40s yeah. when you were coaching. <laughs> 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 All
2: right, something special coming. We got an elected official this morning. Okay. We okay. have on the show an elected official. Really? The president of the union, the SAG-after union that okay. is presently on strike. Okay. Got a lot of stuff going on here. You okay. got some yeah, you, you got, you got some folks that deliver our packages talking about going on strike. Mm. You know, you got some other people. You got the writers are out on strike right now. And um, so Eric's a friend. No knowing Eric for a long time. Eric Holmes is going to join us. He has been in Los Angeles. He's one of the voters. Actually, he's got another title too. And I want to make sure I get this right. I got to write this down here because he's he's got like one of those things on your desk that tell you who you are. You got a big one there. He's a member of the Television Theatrical Negotiation Committee.
0: Woo! Yeah, that, that's a lot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They, so yeah. you
2: they call him when they got to make a vote on something.
0: So this is the dude. This <laughs> is, is the I'm, guy.
2: This is the dude you want to hear from right now. And we might hear from him for a couple times. So Eric's going to join us coming up 9 o'clock straight up. And then Mark Simon is going to join us. We're going to talk some more baseball with him. Get on Hall of Braves Fame Day. Hall of Fame Day. Get his thoughts on the speed. The, Bra- the Braves showed Major League Baseball yesterday another weapon. And it wasn't from a trade. It was somebody who they brought up. Yeah. And now you've got to deal with Mr. Wall if you put us in that position. So we're going to talk more about that. Just getting started on a Sunday morning. It's Sam and Greg. Max on the other side of the glass. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 9290game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 929 com. It's Sam and Greg on this uh, Sunday morning, 23rd day in July. Every time I hear this song, it reminds me of the south side of Chicago. Why not, is that? Not that south side of Chicago. Down Cicero Avenue, uh, like past Midway Airport. Midway's at 55th and Cicero. Why? It's it, it was an area that I played softball in for the longest time. And when I was a kid, um, and it just, that song was out, you know. Or it just reminds me of that area. It was similar to a couple other songs, because that beat was, it, it seemed like it was in a couple different R&B hits and okay. dance hits, and it just reminded me of that area. Okay. And, yeah, like yeah. 83rd, 86th. It's an area I, did, I only went to play softball in, and then I left
0: real quick. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well,
0: of course, that's your homegirl singing. Yeah. You know, and, and but, I think that song was actually produced by Quincy Jones, if I'm not mistaken.
2: It was, no, you are absolutely right. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is a Quincy. Yeah. It's a it's a Quincy. It's yep. got the Q tip on it.
0: How about that? <laughs> I just made that up.
2: <laughs> um, full of golf medicine. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 the Game, 929the 90 Game.com. And I'm gonna do this correctly. The 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 uh city off the top I was going to mention but didn't acknowledge him was Lovejoy. 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 So okay. when I said good morning, Georgia, I would have reached out to you folks in Lovejoy. Okay. But I I I forgot that. So. Wildcats. What the what the, wildcats? the wild the Wildcats man the, the Wildcats
0: do the Wildcats are always on, I mean you, you go down there and they you know they'll do they do something to you they usually <laughs> no 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 they, they they're a very strong program in okay. a, lot, in a lot of sports the women the girls basketball is always one of the best in the state and uh, the football is always strong so yeah man you have,
2: you got me good. thinking about something that when we first started working together this was going to be a thing. And it might be in some areas, but I still haven't heard it pop the way I or, – or I haven't seen it pop the way I thought it was going to. Maybe the pandemic had something to do with it. I don't know. But we talked about lacrosse blowing up in a way that I'm still kind of waiting. It's it's ever-present, and it's it's popular and, and, mm-hmm. and everything that we said then, mm-hmm. but we made it sound like it was going to go to that next
0: level. Yeah
2: and it ha- i wonder why it hasn't well, it's happened. going it's going i mean you, yeah you, it's still you, you going get,
0: you know, overnight culture and but there's like some maybe years ago, out, man. maybe that's so, so in this part of the country okay all but right in some other parts of the country it's it's it, it, it's happening and it, it's caught on here i mean um you know we still got some kids are getting recruited yes they here. are so I, it's happening but i mean and then you got different levels of professional level that's the other thing what the kids are aspiring to and so as that increases and gets more visibility that 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 brings some too if you can get more elite athletes to play it, people pay money to see elite athletes do whatever. And if you get enough elite athletes to participate in it,
2: folks show up. And then, But that's the problem because we talked about some sports that you think elite athletes would participate in, but they don't want to either ride the bus. Well,
0: I mean riding or, the bus. And the ride the bus thing, I, I, I don't get that because the guys are scared of riding the bus he probably be playing in Europe instead of the United States for basketball. Okay, that's he, what I mean. If, yeah. if he wants to think that's easier. Okay. Uh, and you know, I'm gonna play basketball because I automatically get it. No, not, that's you know, what I'm saying. Not necessarily. You're
2: you know right, I mean? but it's the thinking. But, that's but then, the thinking, though. Yeah,
0: but you know, but you got to see some people go forward, and I think this wave of baseball players we're seeing will do away with a lot of that scared of riding the bus because, like you said, you got elements that are going to bring people in and give them opportunities to play and have roles for them to play that gets them to the, the you know, we talked about Chandler Simpson, a uh, young man that we interviewed, drafted out of Georgia Tech second yep. round. He's got over 60 stolen bases yep. in Charleston. I'm sure that Tampa Bay is keeping an eye on that, and mm-hmm. he may be somebody they call in to do kind of like what we saw with the Braves last night, just coming to be that bench runner.
2: But to po- to your point, though, what you're saying and alluding to, and while it may be true, are those people that you're talking about Americans? Because riding the bus, that that's any rookie. That's any—I mean, that's any player coming up. And I still think that most of the people who are riding the bus these days, English is their second language. That's just my thought. Yeah. And until I see something different, I'm going
0: to believe that. Oh no! So
2: getting to you're not tell, you're telling me the majority of the, the baseball players coming up are American.
0: Oh, I'm just saying that that English second language. I'm not saying all of them are, but I mean majority it,
2: of them are coming from from look, other the countries.
0: I've been checked all minor league rosters, so I can't say that. Well,
2: look what's coming up, though. Okay, again, I could be wrong. (laughs) I I could be wrong. Yeah. And and listen, I'm talking about perception too. Yeah. So I could be guilty of that. I just believe that, and and this is the bigger point of what we have talked about. We talk about the best athlete and Mm -hmm. the best athlete, uh, you know, who would be a tight end wants to play. You know, doesn't want to go into football. Maybe at first he wants to be on Sports Center tonight, so I can go play basketball. Like you alluded nah, to.
0: Well, I think I think that's that's. I always say that's the boxers. Where your heavyweight boxers, that your tight end and, and your outside linebackers. You know, that's where your heavyweight boxers are. The guys who would have that kind of kind of ability that would have that size and can do that. Right. That's, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Now that's something that's different because you talk about riding the bus. You can box for years and be pretty good, and if you don't get that right fight. It gets you in that circle, gets you in that conversation. Mm-hmm. You can just, you know, just kind of be. Out. I don't say you'd be out there spinning your wheels, but it and then again, how long it takes to make a fight? We got a fight coming yeah. up soon here that everybody's been waiting about three, four years for. We get into that with Max on the other side of the glass. You know, that's the when we talk about why MMA is taking off over over boxing. You mean, you know, guys say, "Well, I'm, I'm I got this window of time to be at my, you know, prime, whatever, and I got to wait three years." To fight somebody that's going to be this meaningful fight that's going to change my life. So you got to so, play politics. Well, you got to yeah, get up yeah, in there. Uh, and you got to well,
2: send folks like Don King or whoever the promoters are. You know, uh, here and there. Or whoever they, right? Yeah, you know,
0: that's that that that's that's messed up. That's that's but that's the game. Yeah, that's yeah. that is the game if you want to play.
2: Tam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety the game ninety two nine, Sorry for taking you off off message here. We're talking Braves this. Uh, this segment and what they're doing so far up in Milwaukee has been really, I, you know, you didn't think it, you hoped it, but two first place teams are playing just like that. Yep. The games are coming down to the wire.
0: And and that's what you want to see when you have these two teams together. We're going to see this team again next weekend. And uh, they're a very good team going in. People talking about how Milwaukee didn't have a lot of threats offensively. They had good pitching, but not a lot of, you know, Yelich and, and, and not much else. We're seeing them come out and bring the bats and swing yeah, yeah. the bats and, and, and do some good things. And so um, they're showing you why they are where they are, you know, in first place right now. And 4-3 last night, the final score of the Braves, you know, fall. And we're going to get into some things, you know, when we talk with Mark Simon later on. Uh, are you concerned about Spencer Strider and these home runs he's given up? I told you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean he gets a lot of strikeouts. Yes, he does. But he is giving up the long ball.
2: You don't want him to yeah. be Nolan Ryan. Well, you want him to be Nolan Ryan. Well, but you, you do don't want him to be that, right? I'm trying to think of, of, of somebody. he got to get that next pitch because then he could be Nolan Ryan. He could be Scherzer because you could tag those two dudes too. Oh, yeah. Bring it. Randy Johnson was another one. If he didn't bean you, if he put it over the plate, you know, <laughs> you, you'd time that fastball, but he came up with another pitch and, and – that's the case, but th- this is what happens. The league has has caught up to Strider. You made us look funny last year. Okay, fine. Took us till All Star break this year to real, you know, to figure you out. There's a reason these guys are called professionals, and I don't know what it is. And I'm sure Snicker has had many many conversations with him. He said, these dudes are gonna figure you out, man. You got to come up with something else.
0: Maybe it's what he's working on. We'll see. But one thing that is good to see with this team is the bat that Austin Riley is swinging, continuing to swing a hot stick. His twenty-second home run, three-run homer, gave the Braves a lead yesterday, and that was that was certainly uh, uh, great to see. It's just he is on a roll every day. Like I said, check his breakfast bowl, check his cereal bowl, <laughs> see what he's having, and make sure he has the same thing every day, right? Uh, because that's that's what it looks like, you know, is happening with this team, and that is great to see him uh, come up and, and get hits. And last night, if you had to have a guy at the plate with two out and the bases loaded in the ninth, you had Albie's, and mm-hmm. To me, that's the guy I want to be there. To me, he's your contact guy. He's going to make contact with. You, he's going to give you a chance. And so that's. That's you, mad. You, you, when you it had the guy, happen. right? Right. You had the guy, but it didn't happen. Yeah. And so um, the, you you drop that one, and you you know you you come back today and see if you can can still take two out of three. Because remember, since the All Star break, the Braves have lost the the, the first two series after the All Star break. It was fool's was...
2: gold that first win after the All Star game. Yeah. Came back and just got right back into the win column. Yeah. And went, oh, okay, we can go out. to – was that, Skip, you say? We can go out and walk the dog now.
0: No, no, no. <laughs> These guys that. are on,
2: on cruise control.
0: Got Bryce Elder um, starting today. and You want to see him have a, have a good start. So we, we want to see you know, if that can happen and, and, and get a win in the final game of this series. And like I said, we'll see those guys again next weekend. Then it's on to Boston. So let's see if they can get a win today. That would be, that would be great.
2: You mentioned Boston. You reminded me of something. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Crenshaw. Did you know on this date? On this date. On this date. On this date. Today was the day the Red Sox released Bill Buckner. Wow. 1987. Wow. Now, I know you know. I'm going to bring in our producer who's on the other side of the glass if he's got a second. Max, grab your microphone there. I want to ask you, do you understand the significance of why or this move? The year is 1987. Break it it's down. Ju- it's Ju- it's July 23rd. Today's the date, July 23rd, 1987, and the Red Sox release Bill Buckner. Can you can you have any thought as to why? No, no. I need you. To, I need you to break it down. No, that's that's the breakdown right there. I would come to you immediately if you remember their history. But what the reason they this happened, off the top was what happened the year before Red Sox were in the 86 world series. And it was Buckner who had the ball go under his glove that gave the Mets the victory. And he was just vilified in that city. And it's, it's been well chronicled how Bill Buckner's life, his family, they were all affected by these, you know, these folks in Boston were like threatening them and all kinds of stuff. So Red Sox had just basically thrown their hands up in the air. Plus he had had a full career at that point. Really. That dude was one of the fastest guys in the, in the league. Yeah. Bill Buckner. Anyway, this happened on this date. The year, you know, just months after one of the greatest blunders in World Series history happened. That's what made me think about it when you said Red Sox. And, and the Red
0: Sox have been struggling to win one. I mean, they won since that time. They won World Series. But, man, they to they they, be you know in that You know what?
2: It's, it's, I never thought about it until you just said that. They can make an argument that they have the worst and the greatest World Series <laughs> replace in history. Yeah. You got you go from Buckner to being down 0-3 against the Yankees. Yep, and 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 what's his was manager the, the, the Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. Okay. If he don't steal and keep the game going, series over. He makes that steal, and it's like everything happened after that. And the Red Sox go on to win that game, and then the next they won eight in a row basically. Yeah, and got the World Series, got the chip. That is great, but that was never done, you know, before, and then this whole thing with Buckner. So, yeah, I, I never thought about that. I want to get back to the Braves. Again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Uh, talking about perception earlier, and one of the things that is calming if you're a Braves fan and when you apply perception is that you think that with Austin Riley going through this streak right now and him being hot, if he goes down, when he stops being hot, when he stops playing and hitting home runs at the pace he's currently doing, which we know is going to happen, you feel confident that there's somebody else who can pick it up and carry us. Absolutely. So, And, and I think that right now we're dealing with a Matt Olson, who, Miami and mean, the guy looked kind of, he was struggling a little bit. And it might be the place. You know, sometimes these players get into a stadium and they just, for whatever reason, they can't hit there. And then, or for whatever reason, they excel there. So... If Austin Riley is carrying us now and then he hits a slump, you don't think it's going to be across the board. One of these other guys is going to step up.
0: That's the beauty of this lineup. That's the beauty That's of the, I'm oh, the, this lineup and the way it's been put together. You know, like I said, a lot of things happened when they slid Olsen down uh, in the lineup. Now he's been bat- bat- batting fourth, he's been in the fifth, the fourth spot. He's in the fourth spot con- pretty consistently now, and Albie's uh, plugged in at the, at the number two spot. It's hard to pitch around anybody. Yeah. You know, yes. everybody's going to get something good to hit. And so that's the thing that, that this lineup does, you know, to a, an opposing pitching staff. You got to pick who you're going to uh, try to go around. And if you go around that person, you know, who's coming up next? You know what I mean? If you say, well, I'm going to, I can take a risk at walking this guy. Okay, we'll walk him. Well, here's the next guy coming up. Going to put it out, hit something and going to drive him in. So it causes those kind of, contra- you know, complications. We like it. Because you know everybody's a threat, and right. I think that's the thing you like about this about this uh, lineup. And
2: let me just uh, clarify this because I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, Max. And it wasn't like a test with that Red Sox thing. I was just curious because I'm always curious about the things that you've retained and you've seen being your age. Is that it's that age thing that we do?
3: Oh no, no, it's okay. And I'm also ba- baseball wasn't like my go-to either.
2: But it's one of the most famous replays in sports history right. and calls. Right. So I just and again, I was just curious if you had seen it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I know you got you tapped into other things and you know that's all right. Yeah, no but problem. what do you say on a regular basis? You guys, you learn so much from us. Absolutely. And Sam's going to tell you two things here in a little bit that you're going to learn from him. Exactly. And me is just insignificant. Like what? What you? Ain't no telling. I don't know. You're saying well, you like, like, you, like, t- you said like, something like you showed him something this morning like like he what? had never no seen. No pressure.
0: <laughs> you had never. Yeah, I'm
2: like you showed him. They the got to put-
0: pull a rabbit out of the hat now. <laughs> when you see that? You
2: know? <laughs> it happens when you ain't trying. It. Ha- this is Hall of Fame weekend, right? And uh, we have been talking about uh, the two guys going in. Scott Rowland was just one of them dudes I couldn't stand he, I, when he played. Uh, it, I acknowledge he's a Hall of Famer. I just didn't like playing up against him because I knew he was going to do something that. Did not benefit our team. Like yeah, make a great play at yeah. third base. Yeah, and third base. It seemed like he was
0: that day. guy, right? He was, and he
2: was unflappable.
0: Yeah, he he was that guy.
2: I'll tell you another dude who reminds me of him. Different position, but I don't like him either. And he's pretty much saying Paul Goldschmidt.
0: Okay, they yeah. they kind of the same. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's great yeah.
2: players. They're going to the Hall of Fame, but they just they're <laughs> I just, you know
0: they have that unique time. I
2: know, and you wish they were on your team. I'll say it out loud, but. Yeah, so Scott Rowland was one of them dudes too. Man, not many third basemen going in. No. Well, yeah, something about that position. Chipper? Him. I'm trying to think who was the top who were the top's third baseman? Well, I'm sure this one's we're not thinking about during that time. Well, we got music on,
0: so we'll come back with that one.
2: All right, we got our first guest coming up, Sam, and I want to thank you again because we are on the road to Corky Kell.
0: Yep. Counting down to Corky Kell. Uh the cast colonels. Uh, will the be. Cass Colonels? That's who they are. The CCs. Yeah, they, the well, CCs. Yeah. I don't know if they go by the CCs, <laughs> but but the, the Cass Colonels will be in the Cook and <laughs> Dave Hunter kickoff classic. They're head coach, Steve Gates, on the way next. You stay with us, Sam and Greg, on this Sunday morning here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com.
2: 929 the game, 929theGame.com. Nine, Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. This song don't remind me of nothing. No. Yep. Nah, last one was uh Southside Chicago. This one don't remind me of no place. <laughs> That's not, even, not, not, you, not even you, Six you, Flags. You
0: know what that reminds me of? What's that? Um, because there's a band that used to play a lot of it. It reminds me of Mr. V's. Mr. V's? Mr. V's.
2: What is Mr.
0: V's? You, huh?
2: Again, I'm looking at you and I, I ask you honestly. Mr. This Mr. Is, V's. Think
0: think learn something new. Very no, no renowned night spot that was here in Atlanta. for many
2: Okay, years. I know the renowned night spots. Yeah, miss,
0: I just miss, didn't go miss, to that
2: miss, one, Mister V. Okay, look at Max jumping in there like he'd been there. <laughs> he
3: said, "Learn something new." So hey, this is that. This is this See, it, there right? you go. You did that. You just yeah, educated. him. But uh, where, where was it was at? On Campbellton Road. See, and I and
2: was I didn't hang out down there. down there. I hung out
0: on down the other side of town. But that's on me, right? Yep, yep. You you could come down. Very large portrait on the wall of Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> he came. He came to town during the time, of, and we won't get. Yeah, he, it. I remember he um, was here a lot. But he was here for the, uh, missing and murdered, missing and murdered children. He did a concert. Uh-huh. He and the, the whole Sinatra, they and Martin, they came to the concert, and he got off the plane. The first thing he says is, "I'm glad to be in Atlanta. I can't wait to get to Mr. V's." Okay. At the time, you couldn't ask for a better endorsement, right? Uh-huh. They put a big old portrait of him up <laughs> on <his wall. laughs> Let's get to our guests. Let's get to our guests.
2: Yeah, and I'll tell you another one. When uh, we okay. But anyway, right. we do have a McEachin grad. I've on. checked it out. Yeah. A a proud Product. shout out Lost Mountain. <laughs> That's what we say, coach. We you know, I'm I'm live out there in that area, so you know, I ain't from hill Potts, but I live out there now. And so just to kind of ingratiate myself, I would say every time we mentioned something with McEachin, I'd say Shout out Lost Mountain. And Sam said, Yeah, if you find he's from McEachin, give him a shout out Lost Mountain. So I just did that for you, sir. <laughs>
4: Good morning, Coach. Well, good Gates. morning. Good morning. Yeah, no, I, I've already realized I got to be on my toes this morning. If we're talking about old school Atlanta night spot, so <laughs> <I'm, laughs> no. uh, that's my, my gear, my I'm already in fifth gear, guys. I, I'm not in third gear anymore. I'm I'm, I'm I'm on my toes, so you can shoot me with anything right now. <laughs>
0: we're not going to do that to you, Coach. We're glad you're up and you're with yes. us this morning. So glad you're with us. Uh, folks, Steve Gates is the coach at Cass High School. They are in the game on Friday, the 8.30 game on Friday, Cass against Rome uh, in the Corky Kell-Dave Hunter kickoff classic. And, Coach, uh, thoughts about First of all, you guys were in this thing last year. Talk about getting your program and what it means to you, to your program at your school, to be a part of this.
4: Yeah, it's it's experiences, guys. It's just getting these kids the best possible high school experience we can all go back to our days and and how much fun high school football was and and that's my goal is to give these kids the best experience they can possibly get and um playing in big time games and big time environments on tv against incredible competition you know that's just what it's about to me and uh so when when the opportunity came about it was a no-brainer and uh and, you know, we had a great time last year. Our community absolutely blew it out of the water. Uh, I told them last night on a big text group that, that you know, we're, ticket sales are about to start again for it. And and we did extremely well as a small 5A school up here in the country uh, with support. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll knock it out again this year.
2: Coach, you said you're in fifth gear. So let me ask you about the kids, though, as they head into this upcoming season. How's practice has been? How you liking how you, your guys are showing so far?
4: Just, just an incredible group of kids. I had a big group of them over here the other night and had a bunch of ribs and salad and, and what? stuff like that. I mean, I'm looking at the hey, picture. He had a what? little feast over there, man. Go to go to Instagram and check Don't it out. You
0: didn't, you didn't invite us over for
4: that. The, I mean, it was for the kids. Okay, I got right. you next time. I got you next <laughs> time. But no, wait, just that, that. That's the thing. That's why I like doing those type. That's the type of kids they are. They've they work hard. They're, they got great personalities. Um, my brother's in town as well, and I happened to. We were talking about after all the kids left, and I said, "You know what? To me, one of the best things about tonight was." And he said, "What?" And I said, "All eight. I think there's eight or nine kids here. The the lowest GPA was a three three of all those kids. Oh. ooh, and and that just that." You know those things resonate with me. Just the low GPAs, the zero discipline issue. Uh, I mean, high GPAs, uh, zero discipline issues. You know those type of things. Just that makes it what what, what it's all worth. And and uh, they they work their tails off. And <laughs> fortunately for us, several of them are extremely extremely talented. Yeah.
2: Hang on, yeah. Sam. I got to yeah. jump in here because yeah. I no I want to ask him. Do you realize the unique position you find yourself in? Because not a lot of coaches can say that. They don't have to worry about all the other stuff on the minutiae, the minutiae on the, on, the, on the periphery, because your kids aren't getting into trouble. Your kids aren't causing problems. Your kids are studying, it seems. And that's yeah, a oh, unique uh, position.
4: Well, uh, it goes back to expectations. And and people, I even said the word a few times when I took over this program, but after the word culture, you know, to, talking about changing the culture here three, three and a half years ago. and And it was some of that but but Bobby Hughes, the guy I took over for he had a good culture he had he had a he had a good culture he's a, he's still my you know he's still the director of strength and conditioning for for Cass high school he's an incredible person, incredible coach it wasn't necessarily changing the culture after looking back it was all about expectations yeah. my expectations are just different and and they're ex- extremely high in all aspects of the game no more for myself than anybody I have the highest expectations for myself so uh, with grades and discipline it's it's what I expect and these kids have just grabbed hold of it and not it's not even an option like well I think I'm not going to do my math homework today oh no I better do my math homework today or coach Gates is going to take care of me so there's just just those things that a lot of these kids need and want, and they get it. So, you know, and this, my coaching staff does an incredible job. Everybody's responsible for their position group uh, with grades and, and checking on stuff like that. So it works out well.
0: Yeah, fantastic, folks. Well, we're spending time on the waitfort.com hotline this morning with Coach Steve Gates, uh, Coach Cass High School, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Gates underscore Cass HC. Gates underscore Cass HC, he is on the Twitter, as we would say. Talk about those expectations, Coach, um, and their expectations for your team. You're in a very tough region, but you guys did something in the first round of the playoffs that made everybody sit up and take notice. And, and you know, talk about this game. You you, you draw Jefferson as your first-round opponent. And talk about how you got your team to approach that because you, you, you're coming off a tough time with, with your region, which is very difficult. Folks, he's in the region with folks like Dalton and Cartersville and Calhoun. You come out of that, and here you are with Jefferson in the first round.
4: Yeah, it goes back to, to Shane Queen at North Cobb, where I started. Uh, Shane's never been afraid to play anybody, anywhere, anytime. And and we would, back in the day, the North Gwinnets and the Warner Robins, we would just go play them out of region um, to get ready for the playoffs. And that's the same sediment that I try try to do up here with our schedule. I try to play the – 7A, Kennesaw Mountains uh, last year in the Corky kale uh, Rock Marks. You know, we, we try to play as, as many tough teams as we can p- possibly play to get ready for the our incredibly tough region and then the play, ultimately the playoffs. So our kids w- weren't intimidated one ounce when we pulled in Jefferson last year. They're actually – just the opposite they were walking out there with their chest poked out because they had knew they knew what type of schedule we had just played and and playing the cartersville and calhouns and those teams um winning and losing some of them which is what life's about you know in my opinion you've got to learn how to lose just as much as you got to learn how to win and uh what are you going to do when you lose are you going to uh, slope around for a week? Or are you going to, you know, come back Monday and get to work and, and try to get ready for the next week? And uh, which is, to me, uh, the most important thing of all. And uh, so they, they did. Uh, they went into that Jefferson game with their chest poked out, like bring it on, and that's how they played. And, and heck, it almost happened the next week against May. So uh, uh, w- they had. it was a fun game. I don't want to say it was – my most fun game I've ever been a part of in high school, but it's probably a one B.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that that was quite a game. Now you talk about expectations that raise the level of expectations, but that, but also like you said, with all the things that happen with the grades, it attracts recruiters. And you've had a good bit of that. You got some folks on your team now that are on, high on the list of some of the uh, some of the recruiters who are coming by and visit with you, right?
4: Oh yeah, the the you know. um you say that there's a baseball movie i don't remember what it is but build it and they will come and and that's kind of what we've done there it's it's uh uh, it's not solely me by no means at all there's other coaches that have done a great job of uh you know getting our name out there with social media and camps and stuff like that and the kids uh you know the kids uh have done a great job on the field and in the classroom. And so it's easy for me to to talk to colleges about them. And, and uh, uh, there, there are, there's some, and again, we're young. We are very, very young. Uh, uh, You know, we've got, yeah, sure. Cass has got eight or nine guys with division one offers. That sounds great. That sounds like we should be 10 and zero. Well, three of those are seniors and the, the other six are, Sophomores and juniors—they're just very talented young players. So, uh you know, you get a, a 14, possibly 15-year-old kid that's got a Division one offer, and he goes against a 17, possibly 18-year-old senior with a Division one offer. Well, he'll probably get the short end of the stick. Some. So we're still young. They're still going to fight and battle, but. Uh, you know we're we're spread out on our talent, uh, which is a good thing to to have a good base for for uh, continuous success year after year.
2: Steve Gates joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game dot com. Speaking of colleges, you got a little special um nugget in your in your arsenal here to use with your team, and that you being a UGA grad and and you I've seen some pictures on Instagram where you've taken them out to games, or maybe you guys just all well went out there. And what's that like bringing them them? bringing your t your your uh players into that environment
4: yeah and it's it's tough because i do i you know i uh oddly enough i technically i i took kirby smart out on his official visit back in the day and uh he when he came to campus this past year flew his helicopter in he uh he made it known to my administration that that I apparently left him at in an apartment with a sack of crystals one night on his official <laughs> visit uh, and uh he he made it and I, and I don't recall that i'm gonna go ahead on record and say I don't recall that, but I apparently left him out there. He told my principal that kind of got me in trouble but no it's it you know uh it's it's uh it's fun. It's fun, but I, I want these kids to go where where they feel more comfortable. Obviously, I'm extremely excited so Kobe's going to Georgia. Uh and and he's an incredible human being, incredible person. He comes from a great family. Uh and uh it'll be fun watching him on Saturdays, but if 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 you know, if Brody McCorder comes along, who has got a bunch of SEC offers already as a sophomore. If he if he falls in love with Georgia tech over Georgia, I'm going to support him as much as I can at Georgia tech. And, um, you know, it's, it is, it's fun being around the Georgia guys, you know, Mustamp was one sweet mate for, for a year. And, you know, so all those guys, we go way back, but it's, it's, uh, and we have fun when we go over there to games and seven on sevens and we, we cut up and tell stories and stuff like that. But, um, it's just uh recruiting is a cutthroat business out there they it's it's obviously a multi 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 million dollar business to them and they don't pull any favors they don't they don't do anything out of the ordinary just because we're friends and go way back they have their nca rules they have to follow and then they have their players they don't they don't offer our kids just because they know steve gates they they do their due diligence and uh you know um so it's it's uh, it's uh fun letting them be close, though, but uh, it's been fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spending time with Coach Steve Gates from Cass High School. Before we let you go, thoughts about your, your matchup. You have 8.30 on Friday the 18th. Uh, Coach Reed always has a strong team up there at Rome, and you're going to be playing at their place. But thoughts about how you guys got to get ready for that?
4: Well, you know, last year, like I mentioned earlier, 7A Kennesaw Mountain last year, and, and we made some mistakes and came up on the short end of the stick with them. Uh, And then uh, I get turned around and and asked if I would play Rome this year. And, of course, as mentioned earlier, anybody, anywhere. So, yeah, we've got Rome. Um, In my opinion, having played Rome probably four or five times in the last eight years from Kel and and other places, uh, it's no secret. They're top. In my opinion, Rome High School with, with John Reed there is a top, five or six overall program in the state in any classification year in and year out with talent, um, physicality, uh, just, just their whole uh, program is something, something that all of us look up to. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say it's more, more than I could, you know, handle, but, you know, it'll be very difficult. Our kids, uh, our kids know that and and they could be why they've worked that hard, this hard this summer, um, but uh, it'll be a tough challenge, and uh, we'll see what happens. But that's why you play the game, you know?
0: That's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. and you, you got to believe him, season. too, Sam, when he
2: talks about one of his players. If he goes to Georgia Tech, him being a, a Georgia grad, he supports him. Yeah. I'm looking at some pictures here. This dude is a Georgia Tech dad. Yeah. How'd that happen? He's a proud, excuse yeah, me, a I've proud Georgia it, Tech I've dad. Got,
4: I've, got to, I've, I've got to get my mind right in a lot of this stuff, you know. I've, yeah. <laughs> I've got my, my youngest son uh, uh, was beyond me and and his mom in school and and ended up telling us he wanted to go to Georgia Tech and wow. and uh, and so we supported him and and uh, he's a, actually a sophomore there now so we're okay. he's he's chugging along. All right, so. all right, man of all his right. word. All right, <laughs> coach, we thank
0: you so much for spending some time with us. Great catching up with you and talking with you and looking forward to seeing you and your team play. On Friday, uh, August 18th. Yes, thank you, Coach.
4: Yes, yes, thank. You. I appreciate y'all. Go, Colonels.
2: Okay. There you go. Go, all Colonels.
4: Right. Yep, that's it, man. The phrase today. All right. Go,
2: Colonels. I'm so embarrassed, man. I can just I can't even formulate a question. It was great. I got colding, and snuffing, and pivoting. I'm asking a guy. I, you know, I go to New York by way of Phoenix with my question. And no, but he's t- what? He got it, but I appreciate yeah, it. No, know, he knows all about Lost Mountain. Well yes he Coach does. Coach
3: said he's heading to Mr. V's. He's heading to Mr. V's. You brought that up. See, you
2: brought that up to educate Max. And was Sammy Davis said
3: that? Yeah, I can't wait to get to Mr. We V's. We both got educated, Greg.
2: And here's the thing. That came the words out of Mick Jagger. When he came here, first thing he's doing when he came back to film free jack, going to cheat Oh wow. So again,
0: it's Well, well with Mr. Those V's we, we folks kept their clothes on it, Mr. V. At least as far as we know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Assuming, everybody everybody a whole was, lot of stuff. everybody
0: was really real well you had to be really drew you had to dress up oh yeah you, know, you had there. to look clean you there. couldn't you couldn't go in any kind of way
2: There, there are, are people who up. have perceptions of this city and yeah. it has changed over the decades mm-hmm. and Mick Jagger put one out there that changed the perception of this city Well that's a
0: thriving industry
2: Oh please that was yeah. what he came here to shoot that movie Free Jack with yeah. Emilio Estevez yeah. and it were all night shoots yeah and that's where they would go when they finished shooting and you know there, like clothes or whatever. And he just, they, I saw him at Entertainment Tonight. And he was talking about the movie and he's like, I love being in Atlanta. And everybody just goes to strip joints.
0: Yeah, <laughs> That's what it, he, it's this thriving industry, man.
2: Anyway, moving into the seven o'clock hour, we have another very, very special guest as we wait for the I mean, bated breath for the next few days of tennis in this city. The Atlanta Open is about to get kicked off there. We got the big day here. We're going to talk about the draw with Peter. Ledbedevs. He is going to join us next. We've got Max's World coming up, but up next top of the 7 o'clock hour, as always, return things over to Mr. Crenshaw. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.